Matt Charbonneau, Detroit News. Michigan State Insider is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Charby? Good, Hugh. How's it going, man? Good. It, would you agree with me that this offseason, compared to a year ago with all the hype with Tucker, that it's very quiet connected to Michigan State football? And I'm talking outside of the MSU circles. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. And then I think you mentioned it, the 5-7 and seven seasonal kind of do that, right? I mean, you lose a little bit of the buzz and the excitement, um, which is kind of funny because when you look at recruiting, <clears throat> you know, the class, they, the bulk of the class they signed in December was, you know, I, I, off the top of my head, I think it's ranked higher than last year's. Um, you know, they were active in the portal again. So it's not like the offseason was a whole lot different from last year's. Uh, but yeah, the the talk and I guess the excitement, uh, I don't want to say it's gone, but it certainly isn't what it was a year ago. And I think that's directly related to what happened on the field. And speaking of on the field, Matt, just your, your gut being around Tucker, Michigan State football since he's been there and even before, are they going to have that bounce back year? Will they have the talent to achieve a 7-5, and 8-4 and four season and get back to a bowl game? Well, I, I mean, I think they will just because when you look at the way that season played out, they certainly weren't going to match the 10-11 wins uh, of the year before. But I don't, also don't think they were a 5-7 and seven team, if that makes any sense. I mean, there were games they should have won that they didn't. Obviously, we know the Indiana games. There are a couple other instances you think they, they should have closed the deal and didn't. So, I, you know, I don't think it's this massive jump to say they're going to win seven or eight games. Now, beyond that, I, I don't really know. I mean, you'd have to... You know, you'd have to have a Kenneth Walker situation again where somebody coming in the portal you weren't expecting to be great turns out to be great or something to that effect. And let's be honest, there's a question at quarterback. I mean, it's going to be a quarterback battle going into spring and into preseason camp, so that, that's going to be a big factor as well. But I think they'll they'll have the guys to be, you know, a bowl team, an 8-7-8 eight, eight win team. Um, they'd have to have a lot of things fall in place to go beyond that, though, I think. But I, I still think overall slowly you're seeing with, through the recruiting and the, and the additions they're making in the portal, they are they are improving talent wise each year. So I, I would expect to see some sort of jump this fall. Uh, to move on, talk about Tom Izzo with Michigan State basketball. Do you think they're going to make the NCAA tournament? And what would be their realistic seed ceiling for this team come Selection Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I think they'll make it. You know, the, the ceiling is. I mean, it, it, everything's got to go right. I mean, you got to win all your home games. And you know, grab another another couple road games and maybe win a game or two in the tournament. And then you're then you're talking like a five-ish type seed, perhaps. I, I don't know how realistic that is. I mean, I think what, what you expect out of the team is win their home games, maybe grab a road game. Who knows? Maybe the Saturday in New York. You know, because because there's not any bad. You won't have any bad losses left. Obviously, they play Minnesota at home. That would be a bad loss. Um, but everything else is going to be a solid win and not a bad loss. So I think if they just stay right about 500 in the conference, maybe a game or so above, you're looking at, you know, a seven-ish seed. You really want to avoid that eight or nine spot, obviously, and not play a one seed in the second round if you get there. Um, but, I, you know, Willie Call getting healthy, I think if there's no more setbacks there, I think that six, seven, seven range feels really solid to me right now, assuming everything doesn't fall apart here down the stretch. Izzo, is he... Crankier than normal uh, as we head towards February when we're this close to March, which is usually the month where Izzo and Michigan State football shine. Is he feeling the pressure to make the tournament? Uh, I don't think they're a Big Ten title contender. If they would have won at Purdue, they would have been 
in the mix. Uh, so now, like I said, they're playing for Big Ten tourney seeding and what number they see on the seed line on Selection Sunday. Compare Izzo right now to Izzo a year ago. I actually think, especially before Sunday's game at Purdue, you, is, he's been in a lot better frame of mind, to be honest with you. I think he really feels comfortable with where this now, – now, look, the way they played against Purdue and what Zach Eady did, and there was some he, – he was pretty frustrated Sunday afternoon. And there was a lot of things, I mean, you know, that went into that, the way they covered him, should they have done some different things. He was mad at the officials. You know, you get – get run out of the gym at that place, which isn't a big shock, but it's never a great feeling. So there was frustration, but I think overall he's happy with the direction they're headed and the, and getting Malik Hall back. I think it's, it's so hard to quantify his importance of that team. It's not just about points and rebounds. I mean, they just, they played differently with him. And as long as he doesn't have another setback, I think he feels like overall they're still heading in the right direction. And this could be a team that is playing at the best. You know, by the end of the month, going into March again, what does that mean? Yeah, probably not some crazy run for a Big Ten title, but you could be a team that's playing well, and it's not exactly one you want to see in your in your region if when that when that tournament bracket comes out. Yeah, I think we're going to have maybe three or four surprise Sweet Sixteen teams this year in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and and look, how many of these Big Ten teams are falling in that category right now? Of the record's not going to be great. You might not think that much of them, but. If, if you look at that bracket and you're a two seed, a three seed, and you see them as a possible second round team, whether it's a, a Michigan State, a Rutgers, a um, certainly you know Illinois and Indiana, the way they've been playing, there's so many teams like that that you just don't you don't want to see. Um, the record might not be great, but I think come March, I know there's a big the Big Ten catches a lot of heat with the way they've played in the NCAA tournament recently. I just feel like there's a lot of teams that are going to be a tough out for for most teams this year. Yeah, because if you look at the Big Ten, obviously Purdue, who hasn't lost on the road, and they're number one in America, and then it's Tennessee, Houston, Alabama, uh, your top four. You don't find another Big Ten team uh, in the top 25 until I think you get down to Indiana at 21. So that's kind of crazy, isn't it? And then uh, that's it, two teams in the top 25. So is this a case of... The Big Ten, and it slides right into my next question, Matt. Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News follows Michigan State in the Big Ten, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. Is this a case of the conference being strong and beaten up on each other, or with only two ranked teams, it is a, a case of the conference being overrated? Well, I'm not sure. I wouldn't say overrated because I feel like people don't think it's the best conference. You know, because there has, we know there's been years in the past where they've had you know, four or five elite teams. Um, and, and I don't think they have that this year. Clearly they don't. I mean, Purdue's really the only one that can claim that. But I, I do think it is a case of these teams are just so closely matched. You know, really, if you take out Minnesota, Nebraska to an extent, there's really not an easy game out there um, when you think about any team in this conference. Now, certainly some have had some issues they're dealing with. Um, but, I, you know, you look at Illinois, as talented as they are, Indiana's finally starting to put it together. I think Michigan State's playing better. There's so many teams that are good, not great, uh, but they're good and they're going to fight you. So I think it's, you know, is it is the Big Ten overrated? I don't think so. I think people think they're right about where they are, a solid conference with, with, a, lot of, with a lot of solid teams. I do agree. That, you know, you're not going to want to face Rutgers. If Rutgers rolls in the tournament yeah. as a seven or eight seed, yeah, good luck or an eight or a nine, and you're a one and you got to play them. Uh, in yeah. round two, you don't want that. No, not at all. I mean, that team's going to fight you. 
you know, they're going to rebound, defend, and that's, I mean, so many teams in the Big Ten are that. Uh, and I'm Indiana, Illinois, I think are just, those are those teams I think are fine, are going to start coming together. They got a lot of talent, but, but you're right. I mean, Rutgers especially, um, they're just, and yeah, I mean, and look at Northwestern. I mean, I know the schedule is going to get tougher a little bit for them late in the conference, but you can't deny what they've done to this, to this point, and they've played really good defensively. So that means they're going to be in just about every game they play. So I, there's just not an easy night in this conference anymore. And I think that's the question will be, does that wear you out by March or does that make you better? So I guess only time will tell on that. And state needs to take care of business with Minnesota, Nebraska, and yeah. at Michigan, which isn't easy. Go ask Purdue uh, the other night last week. Yeah, the Big Ten, it's been great basketball to watch. We'll see how many teams end up getting in the tournament. The Michigan State has the best path Michigan needs a miracle finish, whether it's in the regular season or in the Big Ten tournament. I doubt they're going to make the NCAA tournament. And looking at their finishing schedule and sitting where they're at right now at 11 and 10, finishing 500 in the conference is the most important number for any Big Ten team to hear their name. And Michigan, I I roll out their schedule and I pick a guaranteed W. There might be one left. <laughs> right. And that's that's the that's the kind of predicament everyone's in. So that's when I say when, when we're talking about Michigan State, you can't afford to give away another home game. I mean, they already they've lost two already to Purdue and, and that Northwestern one early. Some people forget. Uh, so those you can't do those. You can't lose that game at Nebraska. You can't you can't have those ones you're not supposed to lose because then you're then you're behind the eight ball. You're not making it five hundred in the conference, and then it's a problem. So for Michigan, yeah, I mean, I just wonder if there's enough opportunity in there to get enough wins. I mean, look, it could all come together quickly. Jed Howard could come back and everything starts clicking, but I just I haven't seen a lot of evidence of that to this point. So, you know, they're, they're going to have to pull something out here that we haven't seen yet. So, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's, it's a tough road at this now, point. Now, Michigan hasn't played enough defense all season long. Matter of fact, when I list those remaining games for Michigan and, and why they're in trouble, even when it comes to the NIT tournament at Northwestern, uh, Ohio State, Nebraska at home, Indiana at home, at Wisconsin, Michigan State at home, at Rutgers, Wisconsin at home, at Illinois, at Indiana. I mean, my lord, if you just yeah. win, if you just win your home games, which you get that stretch after they're at Northwestern on Thursday, you get Ohio State, Nebraska, and Indiana at home in a row. Michigan really will be at a stage that they'll have to win all three of those games. Right, and you think about some of those teams you just mentioned, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Iowa, they're, they're all going to be kind of in the same spot too, right? They're all going to be playing for their tournament lives as well. So it's, I mean, everyone's going to be fighting for the same thing. Um, so, yeah, it's not, <laughs> you rattle off the schedule like that, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't sound great for Michigan. But, you know, like I said, every, everyone's fighting for the same thing. Every team in the Big Ten's got their flaws. So, who knows? We'll see. We'll see which ones rise late here. But uh, it, it's it's just such a tough conference to play in this year, and we're seeing that. You see it in the, in, in the records. Everyone's so close. Think about that: ten teams, five hundred or better in the Big Ten, and Wisconsin's only a, a game and a half, two games. It would be uh, under five hundred. Ohio State, believe it or not, pretty darn good basketball team. Same record yeah. as Michigan at eleven and ten overall, but only three and seven in the Big Ten. Man. Right. Remarkable. I mean, you look at that team as it's 
constructed and you expect you know look they've had the other thing you look at is a lot of close losses in there too i mean the analytics and metrics will tell you ohio state's better than that record and if you believe in a lot of that then that's the case so they're i mean they're close they're right there but they're just not getting it done so i mean i know they had dead key out for a game or two but you know as we've seen just about everyone's dealing with injuries at some level um so yeah, I mean it's it's been a bizarre year. That's why I think there's no final score surprises me at this point. The Big Ten, not not a single one of them. So there's there's just no gimmies in this conference. Matt Charbonneau does a great job following Michigan State, the PGA, LPGA Tour, the game of golf, and the Big Ten for the Detroit News. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, Matt. Thank you for the conversation. Have a great Tuesday night. You got it, huge. See ya. All right, Matt Charbonneau from Detroit. Check it in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics.